Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. This one, uh, I'm going to be answering the question, is freelancing on Upwork worth my time? So this is a question that uh, I saw over on Quora that's get, been getting a lot of attention, so I wanted to, to address this question uh, in this episode. I'll, link to, I'll be sure to link to the question, and I'll, there's a lot of good answers over there already. I'm going to be adding mine to that as well. But I'll link to the question uh, over on Cora the, on the show notes page for this episode, which will be com slash 265. So I'm going to talk about, I'm going to answer the question directly, is freelancing on Upwork worth my time and talk about some of the actual hard numbers that we can look at, talk about some of the caveats. And when you talk about it being worth your time, you also have to talk about not just what you can make and, and the numbers, but also what you need to invest and if that's a good trade-off. And so we'll sort of analyze that from a numbers perspective and, and just some of my own experience. And then how to ultimately, there's some things that you can do to make it more and more worth your time that will allow you to have a little bit more success uh, a little bit faster and a little bit easier over there. So we're going to dive into all of that in inside of this episode. Of course, before I get into that, I want to ask you to to help support the show by heading on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com. You'll find all my coding training courses, my PHP courses, my Upwork course, all that over there. As a regular listener of the show, you can use the coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off anything in the store. You'll also find all of the links for Udemy and Skillshare and all that over there as well. Again, that's store.johnmorrisonline.com. Get the coding training you need, but also help support me and the show and what I'm doing here. All right, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into this. So when I hear the question, is freelancing on Upwork worth my time? What that translates (laughs) into my head as is, can I make money on Upwork? And so that's really the question. I think that's the core question. I want to, I want to answer that one uh, directly. So if we head over to, to Upwork and you can do, you could do a number of different searches this way. I happen to do WordPress. You could do WooCommerce. You could do web development. You could do web design. You could do graphics design. You could do maybe some like JavaScript. There's all sorts of searches that you can do do this way. But then I apply a few filters to to help find really the top freelancers that are out there, the ones that have the best job success scores, the ones that are making the most money, have worked on the most jobs and so forth to try and sort of isolate the 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 cream of the crop, the top sort of dev- uh, freelancers that are on Upwork. And if we look through this, you can just see some of the numbers on here. So for example, I'm I'm just going I'm reading through sort of the list here of freelancers but you've got 200k earned, you've got 300k earned, 100k, 90k, 60k, 100k, 200, 250, 60. If we click to the next page, we've got 100, 100, 500k, 200k, 60, 150, 90, 200k, 200k. So you have lots of people that have made over a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars. Some getting up into the three, four, and even five hundred thousand dollar range of the amount of money that they've worked or the amount of money that they've made over on Upwork. Now, granted, you have to look a little bit of of how long uh, they've been on the site and so forth. But if you look at the hourly rates, 
you can see I'm looking, I've got 81 an hour, 110 an hour, 90 an hour, 100 an hour. And again, these people have made over 200K on the side or 100K, 500K, etc. So it's not like they're charging this really high rate, but nobody's hiring them. They're getting hired and they're getting hired a lot and they're charging a lot per hour uh, over on Upwork. So 75 an hour, 75, 75, 125 95, 64, etc. So despite what all of the people who love to hate on Upwork and, and, and are jaded with Upwork or, or whatever like might like to tell you, clearly when you look at the numbers, there is a lot of money to be made over on Upwork. And these examples sort of bear that out. However, and this is where we get into the caveat side of things, what I see a lot of people do is take this sort of approach and have this sort of mentality towards Upwork. So if you think that you're going to go over on Upwork and you're just going to slap up a profile and Upwork's suddenly going to bring you a bunch of work or to go beyond that, even if you think that Upwork even really cares about you, the freelancer, as, as the primary, then... No, it's probably not going to be worth your time because you're going to struggle to get work and to make money over there. Because the reality is, is that it's not really how it works. Upwork doesn't care about you, the freelancer. They do, but not, they don't care about you as the primary. The primary pr people they care about are the clients. Why? Because again, the client, I've, I've talked about this before, the clients are the ones that are paying the bills. They're the ones that are paying you and Upwork makes uh, a percentage uh, takes a percentage of what you make and that's how Upwork makes its money and so at the end of the day it's the clients that are paying everybody's bills so they are always going to be the primary and you have to uh, be sure and keep that in mind in everything that you do over there. Upwork's stated mission is to match up clients potential clients with the best freelancer for their job. And all their algorithms, all of the stuff that they, you put on the profile, everything that goes on over there is all oriented towards that. So if you understand that and the depth of what that means, then that can uh, help you a ton when it comes to creating your profiles, bidding on jobs, and ultimately getting work and getting paid over there. And the other thing you have to keep in mind is that it's a competition. And so whether you like competition or not, you ultimately, you have to compete and win. So you need to invest some time into learning the system, understanding how it works, building out your profile so that you not only uh, get found and show up in searches when clients are looking for people to invite to their jobs and so forth, but also have a profile that convinces potential clients to invite you, to hire you, etc. But when you get all of that right, it is a massive marketplace with tremendous earning potential. It's considered the world's largest freelancing site, and there is $1 billion earned an annually on Upwork by the freelancers that are on there. So it's a huge money pot that's available for you to try and tap into. You just got to know how to go about uh, doing it. So when we talk about that, then there's some things that you can do to help make it more worth your time, to help you be able to make more money without necessarily having to invest just you know 20 hours a day trying to get work and so forth. And so I've sort of broken this down. This isn't everything, of course, but this is probably the three 
biggest things that you need to look at and focus on when it comes to working over on Upwork. So the first thing is your profile. It's the thing that clients are going to click through and look at. It's the thing that has to do the selling, but it also has to allow it also has to do some work in terms of showing up and ranking for searches on the site. So the way to think about Upwork is that, is think of it as sort of like Google for freelancers. From the client perspective, in a lot of ways, that's what it is, is the, you, you create your job as a client and, and freelancers can find it and so forth. But a big part of what you do as a client is also go in and search for freelancers and either just hire them directly or invite them to your job to bid on it. And that's sort of how you get this pool of freelancers to evaluate. So in a lot of ways, it's a search engine and your profile has to rank in that search engine and at the same time can persuade clients to hire you. Fortunately, those two things sort of go together. So again, this isn't everything when it comes to your profile, but these are the three big things uh, that you need to look at. And just as an aside, if if you really want to dive into the profile building side of this, that's exactly what my Upwork 101 course is all about. It's specific, uh, specifically aimed at how to build your profile. And it's about building it towards not only persuading clients, but also ranking. And we talk about some of the things that you might not know right off the top of your head or, or immediately understand about Upwork when it comes to the relevance and the ranking side of things. So I show you, I walk through step-by-step step through everything uh, that you need to do to build a profile that both ranks and persuades clients to hire you. Anyway, you can learn more about that at upwork101.com. So the the three big things I would say, though, when it comes to your profile are first off your title, because that's one of the first things that people are going to look at and see when you show up in these results. It's also a big part of what Upwork looks at when they look at how to rank you and what keywords and searches to rank you for. So you want a title that clearly tells people what you do. So you want to just be very direct and very specific. The key here is to not to not be too vague, but also not be too specific. Because if you're too vague and just put up something like web developer, well, that's a that doesn't tell people really clearly what kind of web development you do. It also is going to put you into a larger pool of of people that you have to compete against in terms of both ranking and then also getting clients to hire you. So the more specific you can go, the better, but you don't want to go so specific that you sort of rule yourself out of all all of the searches except for one really super tiny uh, niche that, that doesn't have much uh, work that's going on in it. So a lot of times what you'll see people do is they will they will use a pipe character uh, to separate different sort of niches that they're targeting. So something that's that's really common that you might see is, for example, you might see someone put WordPress and then a pipe character and then WordPress e-commerce, a pipe character, and then WooCommerce and maybe a, a few others along those lines. But if you look at that sort of hierarchy, it's WordPress, which is a is more specific than just general web development. Then it's WordPress e-commerce, which is a specific form of WordPress development. And then it's WooCommerce, 
which is a very specific e-commerce plugin for WordPress. So you can see as they sort of move down the chain, they get more and more specific, still opening themselves up to that broad sort of WordPress development, but signaling that they really focus on WordPress e-commerce and in particular WooCommerce uh, type stuff. So they sort of open themselves up to everything, but they're specific enough to communicate to people what it is that they actually do. So you're not going to go to that person to build you a membership site on WordPress, or you're not going to go to that person to build you something on Drupal or Joomla or, or do some sort of Laravel project, etc. You're going to go to that person because you want an uh, e-commerce site built in WordPress. And in particular, if you're using WooCommerce, then even uh, even more so. So you got to ride that fine line and using that pipe character is a, a good way of doing that. The second thing is you want to have a profile overview that answers the big questions that clients are going to have. So the first thing that I recommend that you put on there is you talk about the stuff that you've already done. And the reason you want to do this is because you want to sort of lead off by providing proof that you know what you're doing and you know what you're talking about. And the best way to do that is to demonstrate it, demonstrate it by telling uh, potential clients the stuff you've already done. So if you've worked with a big client, you've worked on a big project, you graduated with a CS degree, you were summa cum laude, or you worked on this open source thing, anything that you can put on there that is stuff that has happened in the past that would tell a client or signal to a client that you know what you're doing when it comes to the particular niches and stuff that, that, that you're targeting. So lead off with proof so that the rest of everything you say is going to be believable because you've demonstrated that you know what you're talking about. The second thing you want to tell them is what kind of projects you work on specifically. So this is where we talk about specialization and, and, and outlining your specialties. But you want to tell them the kind of stuff that you work on, and the kind of projects you don't work on. Not only does it help make it clear for them to understand what kind of developer you are so they don't, you don't get into a situation where you're working on a project that you're not, isn't really your strength or your wheelhouse, but also by t telling them the kind of stuff that you don't work on, it's sort of this mental thing with people that when you do that, it just comes across as more believable. So when you say... Then after that, when you say that you specialize in this one thing and I'm the best in the world at this thing, because you've said I don't do any of this other stuff, I'm terrible at all this other stuff, it makes it believable when you say I am great at this one thing. And so it's just sort of a mental trick that works really, really well to position you as an expert and a specialist in something specific. So you want to do that next. And then the last thing that you want to do is really, really simple. You want to ask for the sale. So you want to tell them how to get started and you want to tell them to actually click the invite me or hire me button uh, because if you never ask, then you never really put the ball in their court. And that's sort of the sort of rule number one when it comes to sales is that you have to ultimately ask for the sale. So you want to finish off your profile uh, by doing that. And you, you'll, if you start to look at some of the, the better profiles out there, you'll see they don't always necessarily do it directly and, and sort of in your face, but there's always sort of a a, a, a lead towards uh, them asking for the sale. So that's the profile. I know there's a lot there, but that's sort of the first thing. This the, the second thing is when it comes to 
bidding on jobs. So again, I've highlighted kind of the three most important things when it comes to when you actually go out there, find jobs and bid on them. The first most important thing, sort of rule number one, kind of Upwork 101 type stuff is do not copy and paste. Clients know when you do that. They can sense it. People just have a sort of sense about that kind of thing. And when you do that, what you're demonstrating is that you're lazy and, and maybe not reliable, and it just immediately ruins your chances of getting hired. So do not copy and paste. And if you're new to Upwork and looking for a way to sort of outcompete people who maybe have more experience and more job history and so forth, this is one of the ways that you can sneak in because unfortunately, a lot of people do copy and paste over on Upwork. They treat it as a numbers game and it, it, it's a way that you can outcompete them by being more personal, being more tailored, actually reading uh, the job description and in your reply, mentioning things so that the client knows that you read it. That sort of personalization means a lot to clients. So do not copy and paste. The second thing is make sure to search for the right jobs. Don't just scroll through the feed and, and bid on any anything and everything that, that, that shows up. You want to look at the filters that are available for the different projects uh, on Upwork. When you do a search, Upwork has filters that you can you can set there. And so you want to figure out what your ideal filter set is. Maybe you only want to work on fixed, uh, you know, fixed fee projects, or maybe you only want to work on ongoing projects. Uh, maybe you want to find the projects that are at your ideal income level or uh, clients that have at least hired one people, or maybe they've hired at least 10 people, etc. There's all sorts of filters that you can use over there. So you want to look at those and figure out, okay, what is my ideal job? What does that look like in terms of these filters? And then you want to set those filters and start with those jobs first. Spend the most times on those jobs so that you're always bidding on jobs that are perfect for what you want. And, and then if you don't get hired for any of those, then you sort of white, slowly widen out and loosen those parameters until you get uh, hired for a job or get hired for the number of jobs that you want to get hired for. But don't just scroll through the feed uh, and, and bid on anything and everything that shows up. The third thing then is when it comes to actually writing your proposals, there's a lot that sort of goes into that. But the big thing to focus on is just getting them to talk. One of the one of the simplest things that you can do to stack the, the, the deck in your favor is understand that familiarity breeds trust. So the more messages that go back and forth between you and a client, the more uh, it's tilting towards your in your favor of you getting hired. So ask questions, give advice, demonstrate that you're an expert, that you read their uh, that you read their job job proposal and, and you you understand what's going on, you have advice, give value, demonstrate that you know what you're talking about, and try to end every message by prompting them for some sort of response, by asking a question or or whatever you can do to to kind of put the ball back in them court in their court as if you're expecting some sort of response. So just getting them to talk and message back and forth with you can be a really easy way for you to sort of sneak in and get jobs, especially when you're new, that maybe you wouldn't get based solely off of your profile and your job success score and so forth. All right, so that's bidding on jobs. Then the last thing, the third thing is then 
delivering on your projects because ultimately long term what Upwork's going to look at is your job history, your job success score, your ratings, the testimonial, all that sort of stuff is what's going to lead to long term success and that all comes from the way in which you deliver. So the first thing is to have a plan for how you're going to deliver. So this gets especially easy if you work on the same sort of projects, if you've done a good job of selecting uh, a niche when it comes to what you're targeting. So if we go back to our original example, when we talk about WordPress e-commerce sites and in particular WooCommerce sites, well, if 90% of what you build is WooCommerce sites, you after a while you can kind of lay out a plan of how you're going to build that site because you're really experienced, you know how to do it. So don't be afraid to be explicit about that plan. Even in the beginning, it's a good idea to, if you even if you're working on a project that you don't 100% know exactly how it's all going to go, lay out some simple sort of plan that gives you a base to work with. And then as you go through that project, update that plan, change it, tweak it, etc. So the next time you, you come to a project like that, you have a more accurate idea of what you're going to need to do in order to build on it. And with time, that's going to become really specific, really organized, really detailed, and you'll know exactly what you need to do in order to deliver. That's going to keep you on track, keep you from procrastinating, keeping things from taking too long, all that sort of thing. So have a plan. The second thing is to have a plan for communication. So if you know what you're you're going to be delivering, you know you've you've written down a plan of how you're going to build it and you've got some experience around around doing that and you've got some detail to it. You can look at that and say, "Okay, these are key points when I need feedback for the client or I need to tell the client where where I'm at or this is a a a space in here where it's going to be a few days where I just need to buckle down and code. And so before that, I need to communicate with my client and say, hey, the next two to three days, I'm really going to be buckling down on this particular thing. I really need to focus. And so you're not going to hear from me for the next two to three days. But once I'm done, I'll get back in, in touch with you. If you haven't heard from me in, say, four days, then send me a message because maybe I, I got stuck on something or whatever. However you want to do that. But look through that and find ways to communicate because communication is the number one thing that clients are going to really look at and pay attention to. And when it comes to giving you a rating, when it comes to giving you a testimonial and so forth, that's the easiest way. Being a good communicator is the easiest way to make clients love you and make them talk good about you and want to hire you again, want to tell other people about you and all that sort of thing. So communicate really well. And the way to do that is to have a plan for communication. Don't just hope that it happens well. Have a plan. The final thing then is speed. So speed is one of those sort of, again, a mental trick that can can cause clients just sort of blow them away by how fast you deliver. Now, of course, you don't want it to be at the cost of quality. So you don't want to just focus on speed and, and... and write something that's just junk because you're trying to go fast. However, if we, if we keep this in the context of everything that we've we've been talking about, if you ha- have a plan for delivering over and you're and you're delivering on the same sort of projects, over time you're going to get better and better at doing that. And sort of muscle memory will just kick in and you'll be able to deliver faster and faster and faster. So 
working on the same kind of projects and having a plan is really how you get to speed. When I was in the army, we had a saying, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And the idea was, is when you were sort of doing any sort of skill, when you first started out learning it and, and, and practicing it, you would go slow in order to focus on really getting the individual movements right. And as you did that, then muscle memory would click in, kick in and you would just naturally get fast. So you didn't focus on being fast. You focused on being smooth and being right. And then once that happened over time, you would get really, you would get really fast with it. So again, focus on having a plan and that's going to lead to you, you, your increase in speed, but just know that speed is a really big thing. And if you say it's going to take two weeks and it takes three clients are going to be upset. If you say it's going to take, uh, four weeks and it takes three clients are going to be happy. And it, both of those scenarios, it took three weeks for you to deliver, but how you position it, how you work with speed is going to make a big difference. So those are the, those are the th- sort of three big things that, that I want to cover here in terms of going about uh, making Upwork worth your time. But at the end of the day, it's a huge market, tons of projects going through there. There's all sorts of freelancers over there right now making big money, charging a, a bunch of money per hour and all that sort of thing. You just need to know the system. You need to know how it works and approach it with the right mindset. Uh, and and you can have you can build up to that sort of success. Now, as I mentioned, you know, if you really want to dive into the profile building part of this, then I want to recommend that you you take my Upwork course. It's going to teach you how to build your profile and build in a way that positions you as an expert and also causes you to rank higher than you probably should based on what your rank and job success score and all that sort of thing is by tapping into the relevance factor that comes into play with Upwork, something that a lot of people just don't even think about or realize is going on over there. So uh, again, that uh, in order to, to take that course, you can go to upwork101.com. You can learn more uh, about the course and all the links on Skillshare and Udemy and all that sort of thing and use the coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off. All right, that'll do it for this episode. If you liked the episode, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with someone who could benefit from hearing it. Also, if you want all the past episodes, all the links for subscribing on iTunes, uh, TuneIn, Android, all that sort of thing, you can head on over to johnmorrisshow.com and find all that there. Finally, if you will leave me an honest review of the podcast over on iTunes, I'd greatly appreciate that. And I will also give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free. All the details on that are at johnmorrisshow.com. Click on the start here link. All right, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.